If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I work with Dr. Hoffman. I also maintain a private practice. If you have any questions that you'd like to hear me address on this podcast, we have a new email. Please take note. That email is questions at drhoffman.net. Again, that's questions at drhoffman.net. I want to talk to you. I want to weigh in on the U.S. Dietary Guidelines for Americans. I wrote about this earlier this month, this month in May, uh, about the Dietary Guidelines uh, for Americans. And I want to expand a little more on that article And to remind you, if you haven't read the article, um, it's an effort that's taken on every several years, about five years, the guidelines that are next issued are for the 2020 to 2025 U.S. Dietary Guidelines for Americans. And how all of this has started, um, the Dietary Guidelines for Americans... There's a version that comes out, and this would be the the ninth version. Uh, in December of 2020, the ninth version of the Dietary Guidelines for Americans was released. And every five years, a new edition of these guidelines is formed by the U.S. Departments of Agriculture, Health and Human Services, in their exclusive selection of a Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. So these two agencies, the Department of Agriculture and Health and Human Services, they exclusively select an advisory committee to develop and implement the Dietary Guidelines. The purpose of this committee is to review the current scientific evidence and to inform any needed revisions to the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, forming its next edition. Now, in an effort that was first started in 2017 
by the National Academies of Sciences to increase transparency and manage bias, the Nutritional, the Nutrition Coalition, along with six other agencies and universities, they recently undertook a study to measure incidents of conflicts of interest within the advisory committee for the 2020 to 2025 U.S. Dietary Guidelines for Americans. Now, what's interesting is how these advisory committee members are selected. And according to the researchers who looked into this, 95% of committee members had conflicts of interest with food and pharmaceutical industries, particularly Abbott Labs, Kellogg, like Kellogg cereal, Kellogg food companies, Kraft, Mead Johnson, General Mills, Dannon, and International Life Sciences. That's 19 of the 20 members. 19 of the 20 members had conflicts of interest. And more than that, research funding and membership of an advisory board jointly accounted for more than 60% of the total numbers of conflicts of interest documented. This is a big problem. Now, do you think this advisory board would or should be deemed trustworthy to give Americans sound scientific dietary advice? Not me. I don't think so. Profit-driven interests only serve to undermine the public's health, not help it. And the dietary guidelines that can be considered trustworthy must be born of transparency, objectivity, and be based on valid and reliable scientific research. Food and pharmaceutical companies should not be telling us what to eat. Period. And to be clear... I don't support the dietary guidelines for Americans, but not only for undue influence by big agriculture, big food, big pharma, which is clearly unethical, but also because giving blanket dietary advice to the American public as a whole is wrong, in my opinion. Over 65% of Americans have some metabolic abnormality, typically secondary to overweight and obesity. And if the so-called guidelines are meant to be followed by healthy Americans, who exactly is healthy? We're talking about 30%, 35% maybe of the public. And in fact, unhealthy Americans who choose to follow this advice, they may find themselves to be worse off health-wise. And that's why it's imperative for each individual to be assessed and advised based on their unique biochemistry and conditions. And what, what's more, here are some key mistakes made by the committee over several years. The past dietary guidelines for Americans has ignored the science. Let me give you some examples. Here are, the, here are some key mistakes made 
by the committee. And this is coming to you from the Alliance for Natural Health, the Alliance for Natural Health, where they've made mistakes. One is about saturated fat. For years, the guidelines have recommended lower intakes of saturated fat. Now, this is based on outdated and largely disproven research. Historically, the claim has been an alleged link to heart disease. However, more recent evidence shows that saturated fat is not, in fact, linked to heart disease. Rather, saturated fat has been proven to have several health benefits, including improved cardiovascular risk factors and liver health, stronger bones, healthy lungs and brain, proper nerve signaling, and a strong immune system. Some saturated fats, like coconut oil, are considered superfoods. Let me be clear. The only saturated fat to avoid, like the plague, are man-made, factory-made fats. I'm talking about your partially hydrogenated oils, your partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated soybean oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, any of them. These are the only saturated fats to avoid, and they are the factory-made trans fats. Here are some other key mistakes made by the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee about added sugars. Reports from the committee have recommended that Americans consume less than 6% of energy from added sugars, down from the 10% that was recommended in the 2015 to 2020 dietary guidelines. Why is the government recommending any added sugar at all? Any integrative doctor or nutrition professional worth his or her salt will advise patients to strictly limit their sugar intake and to eliminate added sugar completely. And in particular, artificial sweeteners and highly processed forms like high fructose corn syrup. And for those of you who are having things like monk fruit or agave, yeah, they may be lower, a little lower on the glycemic index, but agave nectar is the new high fructose corn syrup, which is unfortunate. Government should not be telling us how much sugar to take in. Government should not be telling us anything about health. In my opinion, that should come from your qualified nutritionist and health practitioner like your doctor. Here are some other key mistakes made by the committee in recent years about red meat. The Dietary Guidelines Committee has consistently made recommendations to reduce consumption of red meat. This is misleading due to the significant difference in nutritional content between corn-fed beef raised in a concentrated animal feeding operation, otherwise known as a CAFO, C-A-F-O, a concentrated or confined animal feeding operation, and there's no difference between the grass-fed pasture-raised beef 
right? So the guidelines committee has consistently made recommendations to reduce consumption of red meat because there is a huge difference in the nutritional value between factory-farmed animal meat and grass-fed pasture-raised beef. Everyone needs iron, and beef is one of the best sources. We need iron, but we don't need too much. It's a Goldilocks thing. What else has the Dietary Guidelines Committee gotten wrong? Vitamin D. The committee has noted that vitamin D supplementation may be necessary, though they recommend 600 IU, 600 international units for most people, and 800 IU per day for those over 75. Nowhere near enough to achieve optimal levels of vitamin D that would be recommended by qualified nutritionists and integrative experts. So the path to better health isn't more government advice or intervention, but to allow Americans access to all kinds of information about a variety of products and foods, particularly natural options, so we can make our own informed decisions. So this helps explain why the Dietary Guidelines for Americans have, for years now, continued to miss the mark on these key health issues that, if followed, would undermine our health, and has for many, many years. So, such extensive conflicts of interest on the committee mean that special interest in the food and drug industry, which profit from selling us junk food and expensive drugs, they have an undue influence on what the committee recommends. You don't want Kraft Food, Dannon, or Kellogg telling you what to eat. And truly, this is an example of the crony capitalism that makes it impossible for government to give us good nutrition advice. It's been the position of Alliance for Natural Health and my own position, rather than telling us what to eat, government at all levels should instead stop gagging free speech about nutrition and natural products. That is indeed my opinion. Now, on to another topic. What are the long-term effects of smoking. The long-term effects. When individuals smoke cigarettes or inhale secondhand smoke, they're exposed to hundreds of toxic chemicals including benzene, carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, hydrogen cyanide, and tar. Smoking may contribute to over 24 diseases and conditions reduce health status, and increase the risk of preventable death at any age. It's been associated with the development of cancer in several areas of the body, cardiovascular illnesses such as stroke and heart disease, and lung and respiratory diseases like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, which is an inflammatory condition that obstructs 
airflow from the lungs. Exposure to secondhand smoke is dangerous to people of all ages. In children, it can lead to ear infections, respiratory symptoms like coughing and wheezing, bronchitis, pneumonia, and more severe asthma symptoms for children with the condition. Secondhand smoke may also interfere with the regulation of a baby's breathing, making them at increased risk of sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS. So, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, the long-term effects of smoking on the lungs are damaging. It's a leading cause, smoking is, of COPD, which is a respiratory condition characterized by chronic bronchitis and emphysema. Emphysema is a degeneration of lung tissue. Chemicals in tobacco irritate bronchial tubes, which let air in and out of the lungs and kill the hair-like structures inside the bronchial tubes called cilia. Cilia are important for clearing the mucus from the lungs. The risk of dying from COPD, like from heart failure, increases based on the number of years an individual smokes and the number of cigarettes they smoke per day. Coronary heart disease, toxic chemicals emitted from burning tobacco cigarettes contribute to atherosclerosis, hardening of the arteries. This is like the number one killer of Americans. And this, of course, increases heart attack risk. Cardiovascular disease refers to several different conditions affecting the heart and blood vessels that lead to atherosclerosis, like coronary heart disease. Coronary heart disease can lead to angina, chest pain. That's what angina is, chest pain, shortness of breath, and heart attack, which occurs when heart blood vessels are being blocked or have narrowed, preventing proper blood flow to the heart. Quitting reduces the risk of dangerous cardiovascular-related health effects of smoking. After one year without smoking, researchers research suggests that individuals may reduce their risk of developing heart disease by half. And after 15 years, their risk of developing heart disease may be comparable to individuals who have never smoked. Listen, it's never too late. A 20-year study that examined the risk of heart disease in 6,547 women with type 2 diabetes who smoked regularly determined that cigarette smoking was strongly associated with an increased risk of coronary heart disease in this population and that quitting smoking significantly decreased their risk. So the benefits of quitting smoking over time. This is a beautiful infographic that I want to read to you. The benefits of quitting smoking over time. If you quit smoking 20 minutes ago, your blood pressure and your heart rate decreases. If you've quit smoking eight hours ago, you're not smoking anymore carbon monoxide levels in blood returns to normal. If you've quit smoking 24 hours ago, the risk of heart attack begins to decrease. If you've quit smoking two to three months ago, 
you can breathe easier and get more air into your lungs. If you quit one to as much as nine months ago, lung function improves and coughing decreases. If you've quit smoking a year ago, the added risk of coronary heart disease drops to half that of a smoker. That's only after one year. You see, it is never too late. After five years, an individual's risk of stroke is the same as someone who has never smoked. After 10 years, the likelihood of dying from cancer is significantly lower. After 15 years, an individual's risk of coronary heart disease is, is comparable to that of someone who has never smoked. This is powerful information. It is never too late to quit smoking. Never too late to quit smoking. Think of all the problems besides heart disease, cancer, stroke, impotence. For men, smoking, uh, smoking can affect hormones that lead to impotence in men erectile dysfunction. This is the inability for a man to maintain an erection. Toxic chemicals found in tobacco cigarettes can affect communication between the nervous system, the endocrine system, and the vascular system that pumps blood into muscles in order to continue an erection, leading to impotence, leading to erectile dysfunction. Right? Erectile function requires nitric oxide. You, it goes, your ability to maintain an erection goes down if you're a smoker. There are pregnancy complications with smoking. It can increase risk of complications like low birth weight, stillbirth, and early birth, a placental abruption, and spontaneous abortion. And there are reproductive system problems, female reproductive system uh, issues. Toxic chemicals from smoking may negative, negatively affect the female reproductive sim system, increasing the risk of cervical cancer, fertility problems, having a baby with a low birth weight, menstrual problems, and premature delivery. But the benefits of smoking over time are tremendous. It is powerful and it is never too late. Remember, you can email me your questions and topics of interest to questions at drhoffman.net. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possibly inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's my future. P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. And while supplies last, buy two bottles 
of Black for Health and get two bottles of Wild Oil of Oregano free. That's a $55 value just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care. 